0: From the north in Kentwood to the south in Ponchatoula, the Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, Southeastern Louisiana University, and the train tracks, all reasons why the Tangie community is worth spotlighting. Introducing the Tangy Community Download, a community affairs show created to showcase the Tangie community and its uniqueness. Available wherever you get your podcasts or Saturday mornings at 7.30, live on Southeastern Zone 90.9 KSLU. Hey, good morning, welcome back to the Tangy Community Download, and today it's an awesome episode. I've got Chloe Williams, the editor-in-chief of The Lion's Roar here on campus, a student journalist, and we're going to talk a lot about student journalism, how to balance being in student organizations, why you should join a student organization. And just talk a little bit about journalism, how it impacts the community, and all kinds of different other topics. It's going to be an awesome episode. Hope you enjoy. She was a great guest. So, yeah, we'll kick it to the episode. Hope you enjoy. Tune in every Saturday, 730 in the morning for the Tangy Community Download on Southeastern Zone 90.9 KSLU. Welcome back to the Tangy Community Download. Today, we have a special guest, Chloe Williams, the editor-in-chief of the Lions Roar here on campus. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what you do on campus.
1: Oh, gosh. It's more like what I don't do on campus. <laughs> um, so at the Lions or as part of student publications, um, you know, it's not only just covering, like, the basics of what you would think we cover on campus, like the sports and, like, OSC events and stuff, but it's also just really trying to get, like, people's, like, stories out there. Like, I think one of my favorite parts always of doing this is um, – you know, just meeting people, like, you would have never known otherwise, Mm -hmm. but I love, like, the feature aspect of it all, and, like, doing a lot with, like, the community as well, kind of, like, I guess what y'all are doing too, (laughs) Um, but working a lot with, like, downtown and, like, also doing, like, kind of features on them as well, Um, and then we also do the yearbook as well, and that's, like, an all-year buildup of work, and um, that's, they kind of both work hand in hand, um, but yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Uh you
0: talk about the yearbook. One of the first things that you when you go to orientation, they've always got them like laying around in like the oh, really? the areas. So like yeah, those isn't it uh it's got a name. Refresh me on the name of the yearbook.
1: Oh, it's the L- Lacy Meniere.
0: Yes, that. So you you when you go to like um Walk into like a school office or something; they've always got them there. Mm -hmm. And so you look, and I always thought it was so interesting that a college would have a yearbook because you know maybe six people in that book,
1: right? And Um, then the rest of of it yourself, yeah.
0: And like all the other people are just like, who? I I don't remember seeing you here. Right. No idea. And so that's that's really cool. I know that I'm in one, and I didn't even take a picture. It's like, oh yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so awesome. Thank you so much for being on. Like I said, this is we talked about before. Community affairs podcast. It was always the goal of this show, but something that I'm very passionate about is student organizations, and another thing that I'm passionate about is journalism. Mm-hmm. The Lions work kind of meets both, where you guys are a student organization at the core of it. Maybe not by name, but like right. you guys are at the core are a student organization. You have student staff, student led, yes, and yes. so you guys um, at the core are mm-hmm. you know student led, and so. One of my questions, to start it off, like, Mm -hmm. how do you think that a student newspaper affects maybe the community of, like, trickle-down from, like, Southeastern to Hammond to Tangible Parish?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I guess thinking about that, it kind of makes, when people ask about stuff like that, in terms of, like, newspaper, I always think of, like, certain events. Mm -hmm. So I think, like, a great example of that is, like, (laughs) last spring with the (laughs) network outage. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, obviously that affected um, Southeastern and and then in the sense people were coming to us who are Southeastern Lions who are trying to get information on their campus. But, you know, that information trickled down into, like, downtown and, like, I think even the the Maroon at Loyola, their student newspaper, they started – they never, like, uh, reached out and interviewed us or anything like that. But, like, they were uh, reporting on it and stuff as lively as we were – So I think it's, it, um, when you're in it, you don't realize, like, how important it is, um, until you kind of see, like, and hear other people, like, talk about, like, you know, if, like, y'all hadn't written about this, I wouldn't have known, like, maybe some of the idiosyncrasies of, like, that. So that's, like, like, in my, um, when you ask that, that's one of the first things that comes to mind is definitely, like, um, it's just, it, it really is such, like, a, a great source of information, like, um. I mean, like, yeah. The other day, we had someone come. Up, they're like, yeah. When um, I don't, re- <laughs> I didn't really read you all as like a freshman and stuff, but now as like a senior, mm-hmm. you you are who I go go to yeah. now for information. It's very like refreshing hearing that.
0: Well, it's awesome. It's a lot easier to take from like if you're a student, it's a lot easier to take information from another student, and so like yes. that's the benefit of like having something like this. And also, like, it's really cool. Like, I know from a broadcast standpoint, when I was in college it was so cool to me that I could like be on the sidelines of a D1 football game or oh, yeah. be behind oh, yeah. the mic <laughs> on a D1 play-by-play broadcast. And so you guys were able to be the reporters for this huge event that's not only impacting the students at this school, but it's impacting the parents that are paying for it. And all it trickles down so far because these classes were altered, schedules were altered, all kinds of things were changed. Mm-hmm. And you guys were at the forefront of like a lot of the – Hey, this is what's going on. You guys don't know what's going on because there's not a lot that's going out about it. Here's what's going. Here's what's going on. Yeah,
1: and I mean, especially with like once again with that situation in particular, it was you know difficult because like we we needed internet to do our job, so it mm. was a lot, a lot of, a lot of back and forth, a lot of like waiting and listening and really just trying to get like any information we could. But yeah, it is a very interesting aspect. Like, I think I think it is a much more like. Not a, n- I don't want to say intimidating, but, like, I guess a more friendly aspect of being a student newspaper is that, like, other students, not only do they feel more comfortable, like, reading your stuff, I guess, but, like, also reaching out to you f- to get us to cover things they want to be covered or, like, asking us, like, hey, why haven't you done something about this? And we can go, oh, why haven't we done something about that? Or someone on our staff might have already heard of it, and mm-hmm. um, because of that, it's getting brought up um yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so uh, one of the questions that i wanted to ask mm-hmm. and this is like uh, i guess the journalism question and uh i guess it's one that i want you know a lot of people in this world are sometimes scared of journalism and like what's going on in the world and so the question that i want to ask is and it's it's I don't. You don't have to get too far into it, but how does a healthy press help impact the community as a whole?
1: I definitely think I have. I have to thank for us being such. I I think we're pretty like healthy like news source. I definitely have to thank our bosses for that because they've had both of them. Like one of them, like when they were in college, they worked at the lines more, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and they're still here. So it's very nice having like those people who have had such like experience and like you know they they already know the mistakes we might make and can help us, like, avoiding making those mistakes and making, like... Because we don't want our community to feel like they can't reach out to us or, like, God forbid, like, can't, like, trust us, Mm -hmm. like, to be giving out the right information or maybe some, like, glossed-over version of the information. Um, We never... That is our main goal is to always just, you know, give the truth Mm point-blank forward simple. So I, I do think, like having a healthy news organization it's definitely i don't know i think it just gives people someone to turn to yeah the, and like you know we're not there physically sometimes but like you know we're right there on your phone like we're we're just mm-hmm. um a tap away so it gives you someone to trust who was who was not physically always there but like can be there you know
0: yeah, you guys have really good social media presence. That's one of the you. things I noticed. Like, thank you, thank um, you. We work really hard. Yes, and it's a it's very much improved over the past few years. That like it's steadily, steadily improved. And that's one of the things that like, not just like you guys in general, but like journalism as a whole. Every so, through social media has improved, improved, improved every year. And so like one of the questions that I had on here mm-hmm. was, you know we're in a world where maybe like paper journalism has like kind of taken a backseat to digital journalism. Um. (laughs) And so how do you guys continue to evolve each day when, you know, maybe the mediums don't necessarily change that much, Mm -hmm. but what you can do to impact the media may change more.
1: Oh yeah, I, I, when I tell people I'm going into like, cause I, I, this is like kind of what I want to do Mm -hmm. for like not, hopefully not the rest of my life, but like a good portion of it, like I really enjoy this type of work and when i tell people that they're like newspapers that's like not really a thing anymore yeah. and like
0: they say the same thing about radio
1: yeah and it's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's
0: an interesting topic cuz everyone's like oh well i don't really listen to the radio anymore i was like do you listen to podcasts
1: that's like, yeah yes. it, do you it, no, like it's, it's quite so yeah it's kind of like the same thing mm-hmm. of like the the medium has maybe changed but like the the source at its core it's still basically the same and um it was before my time at the lines, or, or like, not super before my time, but um, I joined the staff in 21, and um, in 2020, they recently – or at that time, that was when, like, um, print their printing ceased. So we used mm-hmm. to have, like, printed newspapers yeah. out and about and all that. Um, but because of COVID and everything, that kind of came to an end. Um, and then we just – or, well, they and then me also had to kind of just adjust and was like, okay, well, if we can't do it this way, then we got to do it um, another way. And once again, I guess, again, with the network outage too, we had to, like, completely shift, like, the format, um, or not the format, but, like, the uh, the system that we used to, like, send out the emails and stuff, and that was, like, a big shift, but, like... Um, You kind of have to go in with the mindset of, like, well, you got to do it because you want this, like, form of, like, creativity and truth and news. You want it to continue. So you kind of just have to evolve with the times, whatever that may throw at you.
0: Yeah, well, evolution is huge in journalism. I mean, you've seen it in TV. Like, we just talked about with radio. Like, you're listening to podcasts. You're listening to commercials in those podcasts and that all stemmed from like a radio aspect of like you're listening to something that you can't see and with print journalism you're reading something that you know someone put into put into words but there's more to it now because like you know I would say now pictures for print journalism is more important than maybe they would have been in the past
1: Oh, uh, because a
0: lot of print journalism now is social media and, like, marketing through social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely... Um, I, there are some, like, definitely there are pros with moving more digitally, and that is, like, one of them is that we can display, like, our photography a lot more, probably more than it would have been, like, with a physical newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, like, the same t- Like, yeah, there's, like, some give and take with, like, the moving digital. Like, oh, well, like, people... You know, we're not, like, in their face, like, as much, like, with a physical newspaper. But, like, um, for example, like, I I personally never, like, helped, like, with um, – because I wasn't there when they did, like, the physical printed newspaper. But, um, you know, there's only a certain amount of, like, words you can put, like, in mm-hmm. a headline. It was kind of, like, limited in that aspect. And now, like, you know, you still want to keep it pretty short. But, like, there's some, like, leniency with that yeah. in a sense. Um, so it's a lot of, like – it's a lot of give and take with, like, all the – evolvement of that um but I definitely not only photography but like videography as well like um there were some of the um I know we might talk about like the LPA awards there were some awards like or there's a lot of them nowadays that like it's they want writing they want photography and they want like some form of like video um with whatever your submission is
0: yeah, so we can go ahead and transition to that. That was definitely one of the things that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You guys went to the – it was the Louisiana Press Association, right? Yes, yes. You guys went and took home 13 awards this year. We did. Y'all, <laughs> I, that's that's an that's an incredible amount of awards. Thank you. And so yeah. you guys definitely were working really well. And so tell me a little bit about those awards and how, like, what you guys had to do to achieve those.
1: Oh, so, like, honestly, it's not that I forgot that we even turned them in, but, like, I remember um, there was a certain – like, I think it had to be, like – from this month to this month, these were like the only things you could like turn in, mm-hmm. and then we had done it like I don't know, last fall or like last spring, something like that. And then um, our boss like texted in the group me. She was like, "Guys, we won! Like, <laughs> y'all brought home like thirteen awards." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we did. That was a thing yeah. we did." Um, God, it, but it was very, it was very refreshing. It felt very, very rewarding to know that like people like actually saw like the good work that like not only me but like all of my other like co-workers do and put in on top of like being a student and like whatever else they might do in their lives um but it was just it was very very rewarding if like it kind of was motivated motivated me this year to like i'm like okay if we can like do something like that we can do it again for sure mm-hmm. and we can probably try like just as hard if not harder knowing we have like we have the potential and it it's showing mm-hmm. um and it just felt it, yeah it was just really great being recognized and like being um next to like these other like award-winning like um newspapers like the revelry mm-hmm. and the maroon um the it, yeah, <laughs> it, it still feels really, really good. The yeah. the feeling is still very, very fresh.
0: One of the best parts about you guys winning those awards is that you guys won those awards off just doing what you, putting your work into what you were doing. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, you know, a lot of the times when people try to win awards, they'll throw their bet, like they'll change up what they're doing to try to win an award. Like, I mean, right. like for example, like in broadcast, like if someone wants to make like an award-winning broadcast, they'll make sure they know they've got their best you know, play-by-play guy, their best color commentator, mm-hmm. and they'll, like, try to force an award. And sometimes that doesn't work because a lot of the times those awards, y- you capture magic. It's what right. you're doing and you're working and you're putting your all into it. And through that, you create something great. And that seems like what you guys did because you were able to take home 13 awards. And like you said, you kind of just forgot you did them. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were all, like – um you know, very, like, our, our sports photos were really uh, were really the ones that kind of mm-hmm. uh, got it for us. And, like, you know, those are just some of, like, sports photos. Like, it's like you take, like, 500, like, maybe even 1,000 of them at one game. And it's just, like, finding that, like, one, like, special, like, little picture <laughs> um, that is apparently good enough to win, like, an award like that. Um, and some of the awards, they weren't even won by, like, um our editors like a couple of them were worn, uh, won uh by just like some of our like just our reporters and like yeah. um again like some of the, like uh, some of them I was like what like even the one I won I was like really like mine got first place out of like all these mm-hmm. other like photos that probably were just as good um so it, it's very, very, it's hum, It's definitely humbling, <laughs> um, for sure.
0: So what was the award you won? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I won um, first place for a best feature photo. It was um, a photo I did from an artic- a feature article I did on um, a student here. I believe she's graduated now um, and is fully a tattoo artist now. But at the time, she was balancing, like, life as, like, not only a student obviously but um she was working on becoming a tattoo artist so at the time she was a tattoo apprentice and like um just getting to like to talk about that with her was like really really cool because like I have tattoos and like although I could never do a tattoo myself ever I don't ever give me a tattoo (laughs) pen um I think like the craft is very very interesting that's Mm -hmm. what kind of drew me in just because like I knew about her from like some other people and I was like I think that'd be like a really cool angle because like you know you think about like uh you know balancing life as a like a student athlete or Mm -hmm. like as like a student leader but like you don't really think about like the things that are outside of school that aren't like connected with like um the university um but yeah I even got to see like the comments they wrote like on the picture like why they thought it was good, like, they talked about um, radiancy of, like, her hair first off, but then, like, the juxtaposition with, like, um, the red background I had with it, and I didn't even notice this when I took the picture, but, like, her backpack was, her backpack was, like, in the background, and, like, they liked that there's a subtle reminder that, like, she's a student, but you can also see, like, her tattoos on her arms Mm -hmm. and, like, notice that she's, like, not at school, Um, and I was just, like, wow, like, I didn't even notice that, like, I did that, but like someone else did and gave me like that recognition yeah
0: it's funny you say that I had a similar thing happen. I did mm-hmm. a a news package here at this the the the, the Southeastern channel, and we were recording um they were doing uh the theater department was doing um big love no it or was, was the same? uh he it was like they were practicing their weapons. It was like a club, and they like oh, they play it, fought. Um, His name was Ben Norman. Yes, I know Ben yes.
1: Norman. Um, yeah, they were probably doing like some type of like fight workshop or like fight training, something yeah. like that. Okay. And so
0: we interviewed uh, one of the girls that was with him, and we had like a play stand in the back. But one of the things that we uh, got commended for was that there was a sword in, like, the background, <laughs> but that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, that wasn't, And like so, the, like, we... The, yeah. Obviously, we took the praise. You <laughs> rubbed it off our back, like, yeah, we put that there, but no, we didn't. <laughs> no,
1: yeah, it was, it's very... Um... Happy accidents, very happy accidents for
0: sure. So going back, you talked a little bit about like student life balance, like working, working, going to school Mm -hmm. and also balancing probably like a student organization. That's one of the things that I when I was in college was the most difficult because, you know, when you're in these student organizations and you're doing these things, sometimes they're like full time jobs.
1: I mean, they are. Yes, yes, I totally. Yeah, dude. Oh god.
0: When I was in the broadcast organization, I was every Monday night we did podcasting from five to nine. Every Tuesday night we did news from five to seven. (laughs) Every Wednesday night we did, uh, we did other stuff. We did all kinds of stuff on Wednesdays and then Thursdays we had our meeting, and it was like meetings with the head of the column department. Mm -hmm. Meetings with our faculty director, and it's like. I don't have any time to study. And I <laughs> can't like,
1: breathe. Yes. Like, <laughs> sit. <laughs> and so, like, I was
0: always also having to work. At the time, I was working undergrad here at KSLU. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all kinds of stuff that I had to do. And so, like, the balance is so difficult. Uh, yes. For you, how do you balance? Because I know that you've talked about a lot of the stuff that you do. How do you balance it?
1: Oh. Well, because, <laughs> um, well, yeah, because not only am I um, – editor-in-chief at Lions Roar. Um, I also recently got, i uh, am now a student leader of, uh, funny you mentioned theater, um, but I'm part of the, or president of the theater organization on campus, at okay. Alpha Psi Omega. Um, so that was definitely a, a shift, because now it's like, okay, I'm in charge of, or essentially in charge of like two things, and I have to be a student, and I have to like, you know, enjoy life also, and yes. try to like, live in the moment. Um, I would say like some, honestly, with the lines Roar, it can be a bit easier to um balance because a lot of the times, like the events you would want to go to as a student mm-hmm. and have fun at, you can work and <laughs> you yeah, you're can, already there. You're already there, so yeah. you can still have fun, but you're also like working it a little bit. Um, and then like I guess um, what kind of helps me like keep trekking forward with like the alpha psi omega is just that you know it is something I'm it's like I'm passionate about it like Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't bother me that like I'm not paid to like go to these like extra meetings and like do all this like extra work that no one's probably going to see and the you know they just see like the finished product and all that um it but it's something I'm passionate about um so it doesn't like it doesn't feel as hard. It's definitely there are definitely times where it's like stressful and it's like kind of beating down on you. But then those are the moments where you like kind of have to step back. And um, a lesson I think I'm learning is like, you know, usually in those types of situations you have a team. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you have a team. Oh, to, I was the um, same way. Oh my god!
0: I'm the worst about asking for help in the on the planet. Yeah, in my really, I'll do it. I'll do it. Never mind. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's. I, can you help me with this? No, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. fine. Yes, and I was the same way in and with doing all these these things, and that's a lot. One of the things I loved about undergrad and mm-hmm. like all these student organizations, it's one of the only places on the planet that you can just solely pursue passions. Yes. Like a lot of places, like there's give and take and stuff, but with these student organizations, you are, th- if you're not passionate about it, you're not, fa- you're not getting as far as you are, because if you're not passionate about it, then the people around you aren't passionate about it. And so like being a leader of a student organization really is making sure that the people around you are passionate by being passionate. And so, like, it's all a passion project.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I guess, like, that's kind of, like, my rule of thumb. It's kind of, like, I, um, another lesson I learned, I would think, like, nearing the end of high school and, like, the beginning of college, like, you know, it's something everyone's got to learn. But, like, just don't don't hang out with people that, like, don't make you happy. Don't – if something's not making you happy, just, like, it's okay to – To let go of it. Like, you don't have to prove something by just making yourself miserable by doing this thing you don't like. Like, find where your passions lie. Um, And it, you know, it's such a cliche saying, but like, you won't feel like you're working like a day of your life.
0: See, the exact same thing. Now, we have a great business department, and if you're listening from Garrett Hall, we love you, but I was an accounting major. Bless your heart. (laughs) And so, yes. The first year of college for me wasn't great. Mm -hmm. The last, since I did four and a half, because obviously I had to make up some. My last four and a half was the greatest four and a half years of my life. Right. And so in college, you find really where you're passionate. And now I'm doing what I set out to do. I'm working in broadcast. And so, like, it really, student engagement really set me up for the future mm-hmm. and that's like i find that so important which leads me to my next question mm-hmm. it'll probably be our last we're getting close to time okay. if you're you're an advocate obviously for student organizations student yes. engagement if you're if you're talking to a freshman a f- person who's just coming into school and you know they don't really know they don't really they don't really get it because in high school it's not really like this you yeah. regimented you don't get to choose what you do you don't have the freedom exactly if you're talking right. to a freshman what are you telling them to get them ready for the next four years to a point where they can be as engaged as maybe you were?
1: Like it, it's going to sound like kind of cliche again, but like it is kind of it's it's pretty true of just like kind of putting yourself out there. Like mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of have to throw like all of your what's like the phrase, like all of your. Rings and multiple hats or something like that. Don't throw all your rings in one hat. You kind of have to, like... Do everything. Do everything and find out the things you do and don't like. Um, I definitely feel like me, what helped me was... um, I, you know, I had the luck of having, like, some connections. Like, I started working at the Lions War because my Calm one fifty one teacher reached out to me and she was like, I think you should apply. I think you're a good writer. I think you would do well here. And then same with like theater department and stuff like that. Like I had a friend who reached out and she was like, I think you should do this. Like I have seen you act before. I think you should, you know, go for it. Um, so unfortunately like, you know, not everyone may have like a push. So mm-hmm. sometimes you kind of have to push yourself, maybe make yourself a little uncomfortable and by putting yourself out there in hopes and probably so finding something that is gonna make you feel comfortable. Yeah. It takes like those uncomfortable situations to help you find something that you're actually really gonna like.
0: One of my things that I always told everybody that came through the Broadcast Education Association when I was there, mm-hmm. all my all the student workers at KSLU now, there is not a single job when you're in college that is not worth your time. Like oh, if yeah. you, like for example in broadcast, there's people behind the cameras, there's people behind the computer. Not everybody's in front of the camera or behind the mic. And you can't usually you can't get to the point where you're behind the mic or in front of the camera without being behind the like, camera. Yeah, yep. And so I just tell everybody make sure you're doing as much as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that yeah that episode flew by uh, it sure did it was, you
1: told me it would and yeah. it did and it did
0: <laughs> so uh, great conversation again fourth episode of the Tangent Community Download uh, had a great time thank you Chloe for coming thank on thank you for having me and so uh, yeah we'll send it off Great, another great episode we'll be back next week with a new episode see you at the same time 7.30 in the morning on Saturdays live on KSLU